You are welcome to Nigeria Daily. I am Lilian Ogazi. The Nigerian Railway Corporation has suspended its activities due to what it termed vandalization of its rail track. Every day, the rail transportation in the Abuja-Kaduna corridor alone generates about 25 million naira for the federal government. What does this mean for the Nigerian economy? In the wee hours of Wednesday, reports and even videos were circulating online of an alleged bandit attack on a train en route to Kaduna from Abuja. Some witnesses suggested that the purported bandits planted explosives on the rail track, while to others it was just a loud noise and a disruption in their transit. What really happened? Our colleague Ishaku Mohammed, who was on the said train from Abuja to Kaduna, shares his experience with us. We left Kubua train station about uh, some few minutes to to start. While we were we were traveling along the stations, the mini stations along the Abuja Kaduna way, but I know we were I either close or a little some few kilometer after Rijana. Then we hear something like an explosion. That was what I heard. So there was a kind of a bad order between the first and the second coaches close to the the main accelerator, what do you call it, the main train head. The order now forced people to be going out from the coach, which is close to the head. There was a general panic in the train. But uh, while we were waiting, somebody now came and he told us that there was a problem, but they, they are calling from the another another train head is coming from Idu to come and push us down to the Gaza train station. So that was why we started waiting. He told us that we should wait for like 30 to 40 minutes, but we had to wait for over, like, for over two hours. Hours, close to three hours because I remember we arrived at the Gaza station about three to four minutes to 2 a.m. The explosion you heard, were you able to identify what the explosion was or the loud sound you heard? There was no any information. In fact, that was why we were complaining. Nobody even came to explain what happened to us. It was only that person that came and he told us that uh, we should give them 30 to 40 minutes. And later on, we even learned that the man is not even a staff of the NRC. He just come and just passed the information on his own. You said people were panicking. Were you able to speak to any of the people there on how they felt about it. I was also panicking, so... In fact, I had to force myself to even sleep because uh, the panicking was just too much. When the man told us that we should wait for like 30 to 40 minutes, I just said, okay, let me just sleep for the 40 minutes, not knowing that we will stay there for more than two hours. While people were there, was there some form of security to protect people since they could not ascertain yes. what made that loud noise? Yes, 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 there were security agencies, both the police and the military men. In fact, the, uh, after the explosion, I hear when one of the military men was saying that all the security people inside the train should go out. So uh, later on, I hear one of the soldiers telling the other, guys that he got a network and he called for reinforcement and i learned that the reinforcement came later on because i saw there were many because he had uh, keeping sentry along the uh, rail track was your train the one that the windscreen was shattered uh, well, I, that video and pictures, I'm just seeing them this morning. In fact, it was Abba even told me that it was a kind of a explosive that was planted along the track lane. So I don't know actually, because yesterday, that 2 a.m., people were just trying to rush down to the house. You know, Kaduna, there was no cake, no bikes, so, and it was too late. So some people came so, down and left? Trains stopped at, uh, somewhere close to Olam factory. There was one guy that said he would trek down to the main road, but he, later on he came back. That was Ishaku Mohammed. In a statement on its website, the NRC said its services 
on the Abuja Kaduna corridor have been suspended to ensure passengers' safety. As our colleague earlier stated, due to the halting of the train, security reinforcement had to be called to protect the passengers on board. Who could be responsible for the supposed attack on the train service? Bandits or vandals? What is the implication of this to Nigerian security and its long fight against banditry? I put this question to Senator Irobu, a security analyst, and this is what he had to say. And this is what he has to say. The implication is that rather than um, being degraded, it, it doesn't also take away the effort of the security operative. But it shows that uh, how dynamic banditry includes because what is going on is terrorism. And it's showing how dynamic their operations are now. They have become more adaptable to the situation. And um, this is an escalation of the rural situation. And it makes it more dangerous. For some time now, when people increasingly saw that the road travel has become quite unsafe, people embrace the rail line. So with this attack, they are indirectly pushing people back to the road. And from there, it will be easier for them to keep people as they deem fit. So the situation is dangerous and it makes it difficult for a lot of people. In your experience so far as a security analyst, what is the security cost to this and what does this have to say about our security architecture here in Nigeria? The security cost ensures that more resources will also be deployed to curb the situation. Already, more resources are being deployed to curb the bandit. You know, before now, there was the temporary ban on communication networks in some local governments in Kaduna State. Before then, we have the Zamfara. Now, you are going to need more men, more funds to this area. So there are a lot of uh, economic implications. Now, it shows that whatever measures that have been taken security-wise, they are still need to be improved. Maybe it's not effective. Like I used to say before, we may have a short-term and long-term approach to it. The short-term approach to it is already what they are doing. The issue of temporary shutdown of communication, even though I don't agree with us, that measure. Then the more deployment of security, operative and improver intelligence gathering and secure our ungoverned spaces. But how do you secure the ungoverned spaces? This will be where the long-term measure comes now. We've been talking about for some time now, decentralizing our security architecture so that the security or policing will start right from the community to the state, then to the central. So if you decentralize our security architecture, we will have policing starting from the community. So before even a problem arises, you can easily nip such thing on the board. Then there should be early warning system. And this also feeds into our intelligent network. So if you have this early warning system, this early warning system can also be effective when we have effective policing system that flows from the community so that it can always alert to the security architecture and then can easily mobilize, then deploy more security as now. This is where the cost will come in because you need a lot of funding to get all this done. And also to make people feel safe using the railway. Yeah, to make the people feel safe, yes, using the railway again. Ensure that that rail is really safe. Not just the rail, everywhere, both the road and the rail line. That was Senator Irobu, a security analyst. You are listening to Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of our podcast on Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio by simply searching for Nigeria Daily. We will be going on a short break. Do stay.
www.dailytrust.com. That's the home of news you can trust. And features, analysis, and in-depth reports that are rich. That's right. In addition, you can get much more. But how? Let me introduce you to Trust Plus, where you can get added value. And where is that? Visit the Trust Plus portal and subscribe. You mean subscribe to become a member? Yes, and that entitles you to exciting opportunities. Like what? A chance to connect with Daily Trust journalists to suggest stories you want to read and even contribute in producing the story. Wow, could you show me how to get a Trust Plus? It's simple. You can visit the portal on membership.dailytrust.com now. You're welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen in or download our podcast on Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify by simply searching for Nigeria Daily. We are talking about the cost of the suspension of train service on the Kaduna-Abuja corridor. With over 25 million naira being lost daily, in addition to a cut in economic activities around the railway, until the service resumes, what is the financial implication of this on the Nigerian economy? An economics lecturer from Bayero University, Kanu, Dr. Mohamed Shamshuddin, explains. The implications, uh, uh, economic implications of this uh, menace is uh, multidimensional. Mm-hmm. It affects government, it affects the private sector, it affects even the local men, the unskilled laborers that used to work there. On the part of government, you remember in the recently presented budget of 2022, Mr. President had pointed out that the government on enterprises will contribute some amount of money towards achievement of uh, 2022 budget, of course. And uh, he even emphasized that the government intends to strengthen their contributions towards the revenue base of the economy. And uh, unfortunately, this menace is happening now that government is about to lose some millions or even billions if the problem passes. Daily, 25 million. This we are talking of 1.2 billion per month, which is a big money, particularly now that the country had been running a deficit in its budget. So, of course, this monetary loss to the revenue of government actually will translate into further deficit the government and uh, of course that may lead to further borrowings and uh, foreign loans and what have you. On the part of the private individuals, you remember there are individuals working there and some of them are working on wage basis. For example, some of them will have to do the work on daily basis before they are being paid particularly those checking for passengers and what have you. And of course, even those selling tickets, they may not have a permanent salary with the uh, institution. Rather, they accept wages on the number of operations that they are taking per day. So all these people may lose their income for today and uh, subsequent days that this problem may persist. Not only that, there are people that uh, have their businesses around the stations. Uh, those people that are not directly working with institution, but of course, having their businesses around the area where the passengers used to patronize them. All these people who must have to close down for today because no passenger will approach the stations for today. And uh, of course, the multiplier effect of that is huge. One, that those people will lose their income. Secondly, the businesses, particularly manufacturing industries that used to manufacture all those commodities that these people buy and sell at the stations may lose some markets for today and uh, subsequent days that these 
problem emphasis. And uh, of course, that will translate into other multiplier effects because those manufacturers will have to revenues, uh, tax revenue to government when they are in operation. So as a result of decline in their businesses, actually government may tend to lose additional loss of, of such uh, revenues that will be collected uh, through taxes from those individuals. People may be watched uh, around, including commercial vehicle uh, owners and what have you. They may all tend to lose uh, uh, some incomes for today and subsequent days that the problem may linger. If you look at the multiplier effects of this single minutes, it's uh, quite detrimental and cause catastrophic of, of many uh, sectors of the economy including the government, the private sector, and even the unskilled laborers that work there around the station. That was Dr. Mohamed Shamsuddin, an economist from the Department of Economics at the Bayero University. And that wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we heard on the show, we say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production, and you can download this and other episodes of our podcast on dailytrust.com and on bossprout.com. You can also listen in on NAS FM 89.9, YOLA. Better still, you can listen in by searching for Nigeria Daily on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at daily trust. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. I am Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.